two, that, that stabilizer's broken loose again. See if you can't lock it down. This is episode five of the Loose Stabilizer Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Cranston, and joined with me today, as per the usual, is my other two very special hosts, Thomas and Josh. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Uh, today, we're going to be wrapping up our Empire discussion, uh, talking about just TIE Fighters today. Um, and then rounding out the episode, we'll be talking about a competitive list that we pre-built before the cast uh, and what its strengths are, what the, what the weaknesses are, and then uh, we'll round out the cast. Um, but before we get started, uh, let's go ahead and shout out our Patreon supporter, Nathan McDonald. Thank you for supporting the cast. Thank you very much, Nathan. Woo! Thank you. Yes. Uh, and if you want to get your name shouted out on the cast and become a Patreon supporter, uh, you can on patreon.com forward slash the Loose Stabilizer podcast. Uh, all of the proceeds go to helping us uh, improve the cast. Uh, so an example is getting me a better microphone um, and just making sure that the cast, we want the cast to be as best as we can give you guys. So uh, we really appreciate whatever help. Uh, that you guys can give us. So uh, this week, uh, I am going to start the timer. And uh, Thomas, do you want to get into your week review? Yes, I would love to. This week, I have begun my return to the Empire. I, When I first got into the game, I was a pretty much solo Empire player for a good, like like eight months straight i had gotten some separatist stuff and kind of dabbled here and there but at the end of the day i was like always empire uh up until about two months ago i ended up getting republic stuff having a fun having a lot of fun with that and you know i, I just feel like it's it's been it's been enough time i've had my my summer vacation from the empire and you know, it's time to return so i uh made a fun little list this last week um i have i you know it's, it's my empire fives I had a good time with it I took Juno Eclipse and Merrick Steel in the X1. I took Volt Scaris in the TIE Interceptor. I took Mahler Mythyl in the... Um, I took Battle of Yavin Mahler Mythyl just for the extra health plus all of the perks. Um, took a, a solid Black Squadron Ace. And then I took Tomax Bren. That was a nice... Yeah. Nice list. Blue against yeah, Dallas twice. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's pretty good. All the fives are very very nice. Yeah, having uh having Juno with um what is it uh, uh passive sensors. You know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of passive sensors every time I took Juno in the past, and the issue that I had was that it was like. You know, it, it was very dependent on if I won a road roll or if I show up to a game and I don't need it. It was just kind of like, oh, I guess I could have taken fire control system or something else in this slot that would have been better. But flying it with this list and having Juno go last, there were a lot of times where I was able to get a lock 
on a target I wouldn't have chosen because the target that I initially would have gone for had been killed by the rest of my list. So I uh, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed passive sensors when I had a bunch of other initiative fives. MVP of the list was Tomex Bren. <laughs> yeah, flip that guy, dude. Alan, do you want to explain uh, what Tomex Bren did to Major Von? <laughs> twice. It was it was twice, by the way. Um, all right, so my list, I was flying Major Vonreg, was for Kylo, uh, Lieutenant LeHughes, and then Gaelic, or Lieutenant Gaelic and Commander Malaris in the Typhos and PiSF. Um, and was doing fine. Uh, Major Vonreg took like three shields from Tomax in one turn from a barrage rocket. Mm-hmm. And then like one of the last turns of the game, I uh, Tomax has like a range three or range two shot on uh, what's it called on Von Reg and just rolls two crits and kills Von Reg. And yeah. then our second game, I'm pretty sure, like almost legitimately, the same thing happened. Yeah, so so the the very the very first game, Kylo Ren was was uh this last his last turn of the game, Dallin is up by two, and Tomax Bren just being jammed by Kylo, losing his focus, throws a range three unmodified two die primary at Von Reg. I roll two crits and Dallin, without any tokens, does not get any natural evades. And so I destroy Von Reg last turn. In the Oops. second game is when he, he he went forward. He didn't think that he was in range of the range three, so he took a target lock for a strain. You know, and Tomax, you know, he's got I think maybe a millimeter, was, two two millimeters of like, tolerance. I, I was gonna say it was like a a TTS range three sort of deal where it was, yeah, oh, where I where I get cool. off the barrage rockets three hits and you roll two blanks. And all my shields are gone. And, and so then, you know, uh, shields were down, and then Juno came over and said hello. And, and yeah. Tomax, Tomax was, despite Kylo Ren's best efforts to jam him, Tomax was just, he was shooting, he was playing for keeps. Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was unfortunate, and it made, it made me remember why I stopped flying monitoring and moved to quick draw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen to Quick Drop, <laughs> or at least not in that particular scenario. As quick, <laughs> as quickly. Yes, that's there that's uh, the better way of putting it. Um, Josh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna do my week in review. Go for it. Sweet. Um, I played a lot of X Wing this past week. I played a couple of games against Thomas, uh, flying that list. Um, and then I had my Use the Fours League game, um, in which I am currently flying four TIE Whispers and Gideon Hask in the Zai Shuttle. Um, and that was another uh, unfortunate series of events where um, I was up 11 to 5. And then to make a very long story short, three ships died that were like my middle ships and 
not as though they were on one health. They were kind of healthy, uh, not the utmost healthy, but pretty healthy. Uh, they all subsequently died, uh, giving my opponent 12 points. And then I had to scramble to get my other two ships back in the middle. And they were limping al along already. And it just turned into, it just went really super downhill from there. Um, and then this week, I also bought another Fury of the First Order pack. Um, so I have two TIE Whispers now. So I've been playing with two TIE Whispers. Um, and today, Speak and I, or Josh and I, played a game. Um, and it was, uh, my dice came back, essentially, <laughs> in a very brutal way. Oof. It no, was it was not a lot of fun to to play against. That. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah, you wanna you wanna talk about that game, Josh? Yeah. So, um, just about everything that could have gone wrong for me in terms of pulling damage cards and Dallin's offensive dice happened. Mm -hmm. I don't think you rolled less than two natural hits once the entire game. Yeah. And I blanked out a lot, and you initiative killed a lot of my ships. But, I mean, the game ended up being closer than than that. I was running... Oh, I was running Maul, Dirge. I, I was running the same list I've been running for a little bit now. With Darth Maul, Dirge, and all those homies. Yeah. And everything just happened in such a way that there was, there was nothing I could do to stop him from doing everything. Yeah. And it hurt. And, uh... Just side note, like even still, you mentioned it was so close, and that's because Maul is shockingly good right now. I think he's kind of a sleeper pick. Yeah, I think I think putting Palp on him and just saying like I have four force and hate, oh, like wow. you can you can shoot me, and if you shoot me and you're at range two, which most of the time ships are, you're getting a stress token, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. it, it's, so, it's a little brutal. Yeah, so a lot like of times, disincentivized. Yeah, go ahead. A lot of times, you had you you would have shots, and you would pass them up to shoot at someone else because you were like, I can't be stressed here again, because you already had a stress token, or you didn't want to be stressed for the next round to limit your dial. Yeah, it was. He he finished the game. He did like most of the damage and stuff, but he just could not for the life of him. Like you, you just wouldn't shoot at him, and when. And he just just did he did a lot of work. Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, having a, the seven point large base one agility ship, um, it's gonna get shot at unless you have something to deter it from being shot at. And Palpatine is the perfect example of that. Of just like, well, every time you shoot at me, I'm gonna give you a stress token, and there's no limit to. So, uh, yeah. I think, uh, like, yeah, a quick draw doesn't even want to one v one ball. I just realized because if you, if I hit you with the double tap, I can get double stressed. Yep, and the best part about it too is like, it cost me one force to give that out, and I mean I'm a one agility ship, so it doesn't hurt me to to get rid of one of my four force because I'm just gonna get it back when you shoot at me. Oh. Yeah. And Maul's ship ability of just being able to spend two force to shoot again is yeah. really good. 
because there was a one point in the game where I shot at Kylo Ren. I hey, I rolled what I roll. I rolled a blank, a hit, and two focuses right down. Uh huh. And I just decided not to spend any force, leave the one hit, and say, "Cool, it's going to get blocked." I'll just spend two force to roll four dice again. Holy yeah. cow! That's and then I, I rolled blank blank yeah, focus. I was going to say I rolled blank blank focus, and I just decided to take the one damage because. You know, having Darth Maul roll four dice at me again uh, and potentially taking more damage probably wasn't going to be worth it. Yep. And that, that like that for me, I was like, man, I just I just auto did one damage. That works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Maul is Maul is scarily scarily good. He was good when Sith Party Bus was the thing, and now you have oh. kind of like a lesser version of that. Um, I love this party bus. Yeah. Hey, did you ever hear about that, Thomas? The five no. four Darth Maul. Oh, was it Dooku and Palpatine on board? Yeah. Yes, sir. Holy cow! I mean, you're you're putting a hundred and some points into that Darth Maul, but I mean, put out so much work though. Like, yeah. Fun. Good times. Grief. You just spend you spend all your force because you don't really care, and then you can get it all back if they choose to shoot at you. Which at the time, you know, you were flying two, three shipless, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, different world, crazy. Uh, but uh, to to round out my thoughts on Double Whisper, I really like it at the moment. Having one ship to like all oh, jam, and then like Kylo did a rotate action. Which was really weird because I usually never do that. But to just like, oh, I'll have this other ship be jammed and now Kylo is guaranteed to have three agility. It was really nice. Um, so definitely I feel like something that I was missing from a lot of my uh, my like games with FO right now was having another Whisper. So they're fun. Highly recommend to the First Order players. I'll have to fly against that sometime this week and and hate jams and, and just cry. And cry. <laughs> oh. You you will cry. <laughs> Josh actually jammed me in the middle of the game. Uh, that was it. Felt so good. It was probably the wrong action. <laughs> I probably should have taken a target lock. But I was like, I just I just can't do this anymore. Get jammed back. <laughs> funny. That's that's funny. All right, well, um, today we're going to talk about TIE Fighters, uh, the backbone of the Empire, or so we thought a while ago. Last points update there were. This points update, not quite as much, but they are here. Um, We're going to talk about the three three three-pointer Inferno Squadron pilots, uh, Magna Tolvin, Iden Versio, the Black Squadron Aces, and then we're going to finish the conversation with the two Battle Yavin pilots and Howrunner slash Moff Gideon. Um, so, Josh, do you want to start with uh, those three Inferno Squadron pilots? Yeah, good old Inferno Squad. So these, uh, obviously, it's the three without Aiden, so Del Mico, Gideon Hask, and Sane Marana. And they're all pretty solid in conjunction with each other, especially Del and Gideon. 
So Dell's three-point tie fighter, his pilot ability is when a friendly ship at range zero to two defends against a damaged attacker, the defender can reroll one of their defense dice. Which, as long as you are always having a damaged a somewhat damaged ship attacking, which is quite often, it's really powerful. I right. mean, because you just getting a reroll, getting to mod your three green dice on any of your ships is very, very good. Yeah. And Dell is really good, I think, as well as a three-point TIE fighter because he has a cannon slot. So you can get him up to three dice naturally with like a tractor beam and ion cannon, or you can go an HLC in your for the four dice bullseye. If you just want to go pure damage. And then he has 10 loadout total, so that leaves you four to five points to give him like a tardy computer or a crack shot or something like that. Yeah. Um, or elusive. Or elusive. Elusive is an option too. Elusive Never is died. an option. On uh, on Dell. Yeah. 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 I actually, I actually really like elusive on Dell, just because later in the game, um, this whenever you're shoot, getting shot at, right, you already have your elusive. But if you get like a really bad lo- roll, then you can reroll two dice. Uh, so you sat salvo yourself, <laughs> which is ridiculous on a three green dice ship. When yep. yeah, oh, it's I floated against Dallin flying Inferno Squad stuff, and it was this block of rerolls, and everyone had elusive back when it was two points, and it was a nightmare. It's it's nasty. And then Iden Iden was like, no, this ship's still alive. Iden oh, versus Iden. <laughs> oh, poor Iden. We'll talk about her later in her oh, her gosh. pseudo band. Yeah. Oh boy. The next oh. Inferno Squad member is Gideon Hask. He's probably my favorite of the three. Um, he has 12 loadout, uh, talent, two talent slots, a missile slot, and a mod slot. And his pilot ability is while you perform an attack against a damaged defender, roll one additional attack dice. So that can be quite powerful. Turn yeah. into a little tie interceptor against certain ships. Mm-hmm. Which and, is... Oh, go for it. And... I was going to say, um, that is just attack. And he's got a missile slot and a cannon slot. So you can No do cannon fighting. slot, just missile. Oh, oh, no cannon slot anymore? He used to have... He lost the cannon slot, yep. Yeah. Okay, well, he's got his missile slot, right? So you can stick concussion missiles on him, and he's throwing four dice with them against a damage ship. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put proton rockets on him, and it just like, oh, there's a damaged ship. Six dice. He has enough loadout for rockets and crack. Yep. yep. Not to those. Six die. Six die together, but... Oh, crack shots primary only. I'm tripping. Yeah. But, there you go. He yeah. has enough for for dead eye shot. Marksmanship. Whoa. <laughs> marksmanship. There you go. Yeah, he's enough for marksmanship, a targeting computer, and, and then you rockets, and then you have you have another two points. Yeah. Give him a discipline or something. Disciplined, yeah. So you can toss six dice out of your bullseye with one guaranteed crit. Seems pretty much. It's it's spicy. That's all I gotta say. It's it's a one trick pony, but it's it can be dangerous. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Last and certainly not least, it's Saiyan Marana. So let me she, let me say real quick the most slept on Tie Fighter I think in the Empire. Saiyan is very good. Go ahead. He, 
Yeah, so Saiyan um, has 12 loadout. She has a talent, a cannon, and a mod slot. And Saiyan's pilot ability is while you perform an attack, you may spend one crit result. If you do, deal one face-down damage card to the defender, then cancel your remaining results. The fact that you can just spend a crit to bypass shields and deal a damage card is very good and goes excellent with Del and Gideon's abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that I found out in the middle of a game against Sane Marana is that <laughs> is that if you have you know, if if you've taken enough damage cards to deplete your hole, it doesn't matter how many shields you have. You could have infinite shields and you die. So my V-Wing went from four health to cool, here's one damage card. You're one shot now. Which was one terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Oh, Saiyan can be very scary to some of those, like like the V wings or or other ships that have like shields, you know, trying to protect their couple hole, like A wings. Saiyan is just a brutal monster to them. Yeah, but even like you know these high agility glass cannons, Saiyan just goes meh. <laughs> she has crack shot, but like infinitely better because you don't need to you don't need to roll dice or anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and and then the ugh, her having a cannon slot just makes it all the better because you can take like a tractor beam or ion cannon and be like, "Cool, here we go." Oh, I didn't roll the crit. Yeah, just we'll just give you the regular results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, putting marksmanship on her, I think, is a must. Uh, uh, she can get like even a jamming beam, and not that not that that's good, but she can get jamming beam and shield upgrade and have an extra health and run around the board like that um there's I mean, a lot with, of things you can say with her ability jamming beam is not a bad option because you're just looking to roll the crit you don't care about in the effects afterwards too much yeah. right yeah, yeah. sans like you can do a range three obstructed five die agility ship you know Sand rolls a crit and goes, okay, you took a damage. Congratulations. It, exactly. It's just, it, she can just be so brutal to deal with. If you're running like any of those, those glass cannon type ships, V-wings, A-wings, anything like that, just doesn't matter. You have one health left, you know, on like your, your interceptor. Doesn't matter. It's dead. Yeah. As long as she rolls that crit. Yeah. And, and that is a, very much a must and so i think yeah or like uh that's very much a as long as she rolls the crit right which is why i think we're encouraging taking a cannon on her whatever it is and, and yeah. getting marksmanship things like that yeah. yeah yeah i i definitely encourage taking the eye on a tractor beam because those are range three cannons and then you can just maximize your dice roll them and then if you're taking all three of these infernos she probably shoots first Always. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, and, it for the at least, at least before Gideon. I think yeah. Gideon definitely wants to shoot last. I think Gideon wants to shoot last. I don't I don't mind tractor beam on saying even, you know, right? Just having those tractor tokens so Dell and Gideon are getting, you know, attacking with one you're shooting at one ship with one less green dice, one less mm-hmm. agility, I think is very good. Yeah. But if you get the crit. Sweet, just damage the damage the ship. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Cool. But those are those, those are the three TIE fighters. I think they're all very good. I think you should definitely look at taking them if you're new to the Empire, or even if you're a vet. I still think they hold a lot of utility and value for them, the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, thank you, Josh. Uh, Thomas, do you want to talk about Inferno Leader? You know, I would love to talk about her, but she seems to have disappeared. I've I've played <laughs> so many games, and I just I can't see her anymore. Does anyone know where she went? Uh, Shadow Realm. <laughs> she she, she joined the rebellion. Too she expensive had... for me. I'll say that much. Iden <laughs> Versio became four squad points in this last points update. Eight loadout. It is. A dark time for the Empire. For those who do not know, Iden Versio has the lovely ability before a friendly Thai LN fighter at range 0 to 1 would suffer one or more damage. You can spend one non recurring charge if you do prevent that damage. So Iden has the cancel all damage button once a game, which understandably is very frustrating for a lot of people. Um, if you proton the TIE fighter and I, you know, they would die. You can just say no. When they're on that last health, you can just say no. It's gotten me out of a lot of sticky situations. But unfortunately, going to four points, we find ourselves in a very tough spot. Four points right mm -hmm. now with the Empire gets you Judo Eclipse. Four points of the Empire gets you Merrick. Four points gets you Vizier. It gets you... You can save a point and go for Tomax. It gets you a tie interceptor. It gets you volt scares in the tie interceptor. Yeah. What do you guys what do you guys think about Iden Versio currently and how could she be feasible? Um, um I'll go for it. Uh, no, go ahead, because I have a lot of thoughts about Iden. Um at four points, I I think you're not gonna see it in your standard list. I think the only way you you would see her is if you're running like four to five ties mm -hmm. just because you know it, she helps keep your ties alive obviously but i just i don't know she only has eight loadout i mean what are you going to do give her a shield upgrade or maybe yeah. an cannon or something it's it's one of those awkward things where you just it's a it's a head scratcher because like her ability is, is good enough to where you're like you want to be taking her i feel like mm -hmm. but i just i don't know what the loadout and the squad points cost it's feasible comparatively to other four pointers in the empire yeah her 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 gimmick used to be ion cannon and elusive um but despite going up to four squad points she did not gain any loadout and so not only was elusive nerfed to four points you you did not get benefit from costing more you you know if you want to take elusive you're kind of hamstrung as to what you take for your other four points uh, yeah i'm not maybe Trick shot, or you go, you know, you can't do lone wolf, disciplined, and then get a targeting computer. It's just at a very awkward spot where I think if you're not doing shield upgrade, you're just kind of hodgepodging something together and, you know, finding an excuse to take the jamming beam because you've got a point to spare. <laughs> I almost wonder if going something like Juke and Marksmanship and just evading every time with her is probably just a better move. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that's definitely an interesting, you know, it's, it's an interesting idea. Seeing Juke yeah. on a TIE Fighter is pretty funny. 
do you do you pick her still pick uh, her uh, um, standard starter pack item? I here's the other thing that just re really confuses me, because if you look at custom item versio, let me go ahead and pull this up real quick. Custom item versio, where'd you go? Yasb doesn't want to give it to me because I've got one item versio picked already. So standard item versio, four points, the oh. same ability, disciplined and elusive. So now, for those of you, those of you who can add, yeah, those of you who can count, that is less loadout than the custom version. Yeah. So it's you know I I think I think AMG missed the ball on this one. I think Iden Versio at three squad points zero loadout. I think that puts her at a much better spot for being, you know, a serious option, but not an auto include like she used to be. Because three-point Inversio is really cool, but when there's no loadout, Tomax looks really good. Rhymer looks really good. Or, you know, any other TIE fighter. Yeah. Well, I think that you leave custom item at four and you make the standard starter pack item three. Because that's enough to handle to where it's like, it is obnoxious for sure at three. But... You don't have the obnoxious. I also have an eye on camera that uh, custom eye was running around with. Uh, yeah, prior. but with, with elusive and iron, with elusive going up the two points, I just you're not going to see that anyways. Yeah, yeah. You know that the difference is is two loadout at that point. I don't know if two loadouts worth that whole squad point. Yeah, so I would I would also bump up her loadout on the four pointer. Yeah. Okay. So if uh, if she had twelve loadout, let's say let's say they give her four extra points of loadout, we're at twelve. What do you think you take, and is she now worth it? Ooh. She has twelve loadout. Did she gain let's, any slots? Let's keep the slots. I mean, she's got two talents. She's got ion, a missile, and a mod. So she's she's pretty she's pretty flush with slots. We'll just give her four extra loadout. Uh, profits and elusive. That's what I was about to say. That's a good choice. I mean, I, I hear Prockets and Elusive and Inversio, and I think, oh, I I take that. I, that's a good four-pointer. I was thinking Ion Cannon, Elusive, and Disciplined. Yeah, and, that's not you know, bad you either. just say, hey, let, let's get some more utility out of this four-point ship, especially when I can get Tomax, Barrage Rockets, Sat Salvo, Bomblets, or I can get Juno Eclipse, Merrick Steel, Initiative 5, High X1s with you know, all the bells and whistles that they get. I think yeah. that she needs some loadout to to help revive her from the dead. Yeah. But um, any um, any last thoughts on Aiden? Yeah. So all right, here we go. I I think Aiden is good if you are taking three or four ties, like tie fighters. Mm -hmm. I think that's when you think about taking Aiden. Um, I don't. I don't think Iden lost value. It's just currently there are things that are better at four. Um, I think if the other four pointers were doo doo trash, I think we would still see Iden uh, being played. The sure. problem is 
a majority of the four pointers right now are very good. Um, and so Iden's kind of become, okay, well, she, she's become the, the same issue that Hal Runner has, uh, which we'll talk about her too. Whereas it's not that the ability is bad. It's just that it's on a ship where I can get, you know, like, like you were talking about Thomas uh, Vizier for the same points. And I have eight health and Palpatine and the three die gun. Yeah. Um, I think if you are taking Iden, you just go shield upgrade and keep her alive as long as you can. Uh, she already isn't painting a super big target on her back to begin with because she has that ability. And so you have to get rid of the zero point tie fighter before you can start doing damage to Iden. Um, and my whole point in saying all this is that I don't think the tie swarm is bad to begin with i think if you want to take a look at a tie swarm you can get very good pieces in there with Iden versio uh, i mean you can take all four infernos and the two boys and and it seems kind of solid to me yeah i but, think yeah go the ahead. only problem with Iden at four points is outside of that tie swarm you can just swap her out for two pieces you know what yeah. i mean the fact that a black squadron ace has two points you're only dropping initiative and yeah you're losing the loadout and a shield upgrade but the fact that you're separating into two ships that can go capture two more different objectives is massive and all your yeah. raw stats are going to be the same uh Arguably better because <laughs> you have, you have an extra an extra gun with the it, exactly you have more health but like you know right each ship individually compared to Aiden and then you got to double it because you have two of them you can go capture more objectives I just I think that's a problem with Aiden at four is she did lose value because of Black Squadron Ace exists yeah but the the beast has existed both why uh, yeah but she was three points as well so it wasn't it was like yeah. one and a half pieces. <laughs> Right, and at that point, you're like, oh, I guess I'll take Iden. No, one and a half Bisas is, is, is definitely worth Iden, but now two Bisas? I think any four-point tie, you really got to look at it and be like, am I running a tie swarm? Because if you're not, yeah. I think the Bisas are probably going to provide more utility to your list just by padding out the amount of ships you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyways, that's my thought on my thought on Iden, is that in my opinion, she didn't she didn't lose the value of her pilot ability. She just lost uh, being a three pointer. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree think, with you. Hey, here's a here's a question for you guys. Do you think if Iden stayed three, if you would take Iden over like Tomax? Same loadout. Um. Let's say she's got six. Six loadout? I'd probably still be taking Aiden. Yeah. Mm. And I, I don't think it'd be a question, because just the ability to keep a Black Squadron Ace alive, you're staying, you're, you're whatever other TIE fighter you're running, your Mauler, who's next to your Vader alive, is insane. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I mean, you know, before the points update, whenever I built an Empire list, Aiden was the thing I built the list around. Aiden was always the first insert, because even if she's on her own, Three points, I get the damage, you know, 
shield upgrade plus ability. I had an ion cannon. I had elusive. She was her own contained ecosystem if she needed to be. So as long as she's still three points, I think that's sub, you know that's that's a weight that she holds. Even if there are are other really good three pointers, being able to have that self-contained, objective carrying, damage denying, pain in the butt is like a really good thing to have for Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't even talk about the ability just to to pick up like a in the supplies to pick up a, a box right and just be like oh you rolled a crit against me i guess i'll just spend my item charge so i can score the point and win the game yep <sighs> yeah she's very very good her her ability is only one time use you know but it's going to go off in the game at some point oh yeah yeah right and that's what I, I mean, Thomas, you and I had a discussion about this, about how really, truly valuable is Aiden's ability, you know, because I always call it the zero-point TIE Fighter. You know, you need to get rid of the zero-point TIE Fighter before you can, you know, do damage to the rest of the TIEs. But honestly, sometimes you are just blocking the one damage, but that one damage can be crucial. Yeah, you know, Aiden's, at worst, Aiden's ability is a shield upgrade. She's, she blocks one damage that would have gone through and killed her, but now she blocked that, she's alive. So worst case yeah. scenario, her ability is a shield upgrade. Best case scenario, you just blocked five crits from a procket. You know, you just you just blocked Luke Skywalker's trick shot plus you know, whatever six die proton rocket that came in, six crits, and you just blocked it and said ha ha and laughed at him. You know, that's best case yeah. scenario. So it there there is a spectrum as to how effective Inversio's ability is in the grand scheme of things, but I, you know I think at yeah. four points she needs more loadout if she's going to be viable in a competitive atmosphere where Empire has gotten a lot of very valuable threes and fours. Yeah, and so final question for Ida: Do you think taking Ida is a good? counterplay to kind of this high initiative high damage output that we've been seeing in meta lately or is it just good to match that that high initiative high damage output does that make sense i i see what you're saying i when there's three options at four points sorry there's four options at four points for an initiative five three die gun if you're getting Tomax with Barrage, you're getting Volt Scarce and the Interceptor, you're getting the two TIE Advanced Ones with a Target Lock. Yeah. You know, versus Aiden. Sure, I'll take my Ion Cannon and have some funny stuff with that, but if everyone's a higher initiative than me, it's you know, you can be initiative killed. You can get you can get just no shots because whoops, I'll do a barrel roll to boost. You know, Kylo says goodbye. Focus rotate. Yeah, I Iron's I, ability is is good, you know, but I I, th- I I said this earlier. I just think a better counter is just taking more ships and taking two black squadron aces. You know, because yeah. means you can be in two different places at once instead of in the same spot. Unfortunately, it's 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 that's. I just think Iden at four points. It's. I just don't think you can take her. Yeah. No, I I I just wanted to know what you guys thought because. I, I want to make her work. I, I yeah. like running all four infernos, um, but I, I think you guys are right. 
yeah, I think uh, your best bet is to take her with with like a, a howl runner and run your tie swarm and just be like, look, here it is. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't think Iden is an awful choice. As in like if you fly Iden, the list will not work ever. You will not win because you brought along three point Valen Rudor. You brought you brought along not Battle of Yavin Wampa. You know, it's not like such a choice that's so bad it's like I'm not gonna play against you to spare you. Like you can win games yeah. with Iden. You can have a good time with Iden. It's just in a in a competitive, if you're going to the tournament, like there there are better choices. Absolutely. I think I think I was a little too harsh earlier, but I, I agree with you on that, Thomas. She she you will she will do what she Iden's gonna do what Iden's gonna do. She will be good. I do agree though that there are definitely better choices out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. And well, so- uh let's let's move away from Inferno Leader and talk about some other ships. Go ahead. Yeah, Spang, speaking of better choices, two Black Squadron Aces. Favorites. <laughs> Black Squadron Ace. I I don't know. You know I'm I'm of the opinion that I think eight times out of ten your list will be better if you split a four point ship into two Black Squadron Aces. I think I think having two Black Squadron Aces on any Empire list just pads your ship count. It gives you a lot more board presence, board control, and it gives you the ability to just have a nice two pointer. Switch flipper for objectives, crate grabber, all these things. I think the Black Squadron Ace is a great generic. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's as good as these Z95s are in Republic, which they're pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty fun. Dedicated is a fun time with those Z95s. But yeah. um, Black Squadron Ace, good classic. Yeah. So uh, really fast. Because there's not a whole lot to talk about with these generics. Um, but I do want to mention, these are the only two pointers from what I'm aware of that don't have loadout right now. Am I wrong? Uh, you are. Who else and doesn't the, have loadout? The Separatist Alliance. Oh, yeah. There we go. Some random Seppi nonsense. Yeah. If you take... I guess, I guess no, I apologize. The Trade Federation, the Trade Federation drone has no loadout. Yeah. Okay. But you're not taking the Trade Federation drone. Yeah. Okay. So relevant two point. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if it's sure, sure, we can go separatist drone. Doesn't have a pilot ability. It has three loadout, but I mean, they're taking yeah. independent calculations, probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's it's a central, like. That's not really an upgrade. That's just kind of okay. Now I have a different thing that I can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a straight upgrade from networked, but uh, not about. We're not talking about stuff right here. Do you think that we should give the Black Squadron Aces their discipline slot back? No, that's. The, I no. think that's a tall order. I think disciplined is a tall order. I could see ruthless being. A simple, just they get they get one point in a talent slot. You give a marksmanship. You can give them, yeah, yeah. You give them. I think I think disciplined because as soon as you do disciplined is as soon as you have Darth Vader, you know, seven point Darth Vader with like six pieces and a whole and bunch of stuff discipline. going on. Yeah, well, yeah and as yeah, soon yeah. as but, one piece like, dies, get target locked. 
Yeah, but my my point is is that like the other two point ships, like we're we're talking like public rebels, yeah. uh, the scum. They have enough loadout to like make their stuff work, and so it kind of feels like like the empire is losing out by having the generic. You know, granted, it isn't a generic, but having the generic, like, oh, this guy can't do anything. He's just yeah. there. Yeah. You know? I think I think what the Empire's strength... I think the, the strength of the Empire generic is the Black Squadron Ace, the TIE Fighter chassis, is a better chassis than the Vulture Droid, but the Vulture Droid can sit on rocks. Okay, that's the balance there. So b yeah. and the TIE Fighter is better than the Black Squadron Ace, but that's only one two-point ship in Rebels. There's the one two-point ship in Scum. Z95s, they're, they're pretty good. Z95s are pretty good in Republic. You're taking dedicated. Yeah, I was going to say, the, yeah. the Z95s point for point are probably going to be better in every yeah. conceivable Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think outside of the Z95s, Empire is the best generic faction because you can take two two-pointers that are yeah. going to be better. The best two generics you can take outside of the z95s but they're not even generics so it's 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 a weird it's a weird spot something with the the black squadron aces to not forget other than um sabine wren it's the only two-pointer with three agility and that's that's the big thing and they only it only has one less health than the z95 for scum and republic and one less health than the transport pod for the resistance Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, but it also doesn't have shields. So yeah, that's fair, but I mean, Resistance Pod has a shield. Obviously, you know, right? The the Z95s have two shields, but they only have two holds. So and two defense. Yeah, dice. well, well, I was gonna say, but the big deal with Zs, like, obviously, I don't want to super complain about the Zs because they are fine. It's not they're not a huge deal. the The big deal about the Zs is that they can take, you know, like two damage. And if it's, you know, if one of those is a crit, they do not care, right? Whereas the TIE Fighter, it can take a hit crit and it could kill it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I definitely think that giving it one point for some shenanigans, you know, I, I almost think at that point you would just, it would, it would be more prudent if you made a new two pip, three pip pilot that has two loadouts one loadout and that way you're yeah. not saying let's do big you know let's get two aces and then a bunch of these black squadron aces that have ruthless and they're just shooting each other back and forth just to melt some guy <laughs> yeah which is well, the fear of seven beasts rolling your way and and that's the uh that's the problem is that the only like two pip tie fighter that we have right now is the jingos and we saw the jingos at two points be obnoxiously good yeah, but so, if they didn't have the, if they only had loadout and not the pilot ability, or they only had the pilot ability and no loadout, you know, I think that obviously helps bring them down or not. So, so this is just something to think about because you do have a Vade on that Tie Fighter, which is huge, I think. True. Mm-hmm. So if we just 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 going into a dice calculator, right? A three dice attack with a focus token against disease. You're expected 1.074 hits, right? There's a 25% chance of a crit. Against a TIE Fighter with an Evade, it's a 0.494 expected total hits. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're much more survivable. Like I know you don't have shields, but and and the other thing about the Z95, just just a quick aside, if you're taking dedicated, a lot of times they are strained, so that's one green die for a shot. So I've the Z95s, I've I've had either fly around, untouch the game, or they get taken out in two shots. So I I haven't yeah. had the Z95s really pull a, you know, oh one damage, ha ha ha. Next shot. Oh, one damage. Ha ha ha. And just float away. I have had Black Squadron Aces take two and then never take another shot because they rolled two evades. They rolled two evades and an eyeball. Oh, cool. Make that three. They roll, you know. Yeah. And the TIE Fighter no, has yeah, a pretty yeah. decent dial as well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, do we want to touch on Magna, Magna, excuse me, Magna Tolvin real quick? Yeah. I can hop over to her real quick. Cool ability. Uh, while you have two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform white actions even while stressed. After you gain a stress token, you can perform a white action if able. So she is very fun to bring squad leader. For those yeah. who don't know, squad leader adds a red coordinate, which your initiative three, so your lower initiative, you get a move first. You are coordinating someone. Hey, I got a stress token. Let's perform a white action. At that yeah. point, you've got four loadout left, so you could take your jamming beam, or you could take precision ion engines, and that gives you the three sloops. And after you gain a stress token from a turnaround, you can perform a white action if able. So she can be pretty slippery with three options for a uh, a turnaround and coordinating. Yeah. Um, her blues aren't great. But that's okay, because she's just going to hang out in your back and uh, coordinate somebody more important. I mean, she's just the three-point coordinate bot. Um, so a cheaper Vizier, but a better Vizier. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, I might disagree saying her blues are not that good. Uh, ju- just because yeah. TIE Fighters, their slowest maneuvers are blue. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, let me correct myself. Her blues are predictable. Your opponent 90% yeah. of the time is going to know where she's going. Yeah, it's, it's the same issue you get with sensitive controls, where you do a barrel roll, and it's like, well, okay, they're going straight or doing a two-something. Right. But yeah, fun time. Three-point coordinator, which is very cool if you don't want to spend four points for a Reaper. Although, granted, I will say, she doesn't have to do a blue. She can still perform actions while white actions while stressed. Correct. Yeah. Two or fewer stress tokens. Yep. Yeah. So you can be stressed. Who cares? I'll evade. I'll focus. Whatever. Yeah. Because I you won't you won't have a ship in your in range zero to two of you like you know every single turn, and maybe you don't even need to coordinate every single turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. So, question: Because I've never seen Magna been run, being run before. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think she's like something that people should be running more, or no? <laughs> you know, I, I I think it's a similar thing with Inversio, where she can be good. Magna can do things in a list, but uh-huh. the the spots I have in a list for three points. There's, you know, three ships I'm picking before Magna. There's five ships I'm picking before Magna. 
where it's like, I'll just take Gideon Haskin a TIE fighter. I'll just cool. take yeah. Tomax, Reimer, Lo, you know, Laurier. I want to be goofy. Yeah, that was my question. I just want to know what your, your guys' thoughts were on, yeah. on that. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, sorry that my answer was so short, but I mean, I just agree with everything that Thomas said, you know. It's exactly my thought. Is uh, you can take Laurier, you can take Tomax, you can take Reimer. There, there are a lot of three pointers that I think of before Magna. But like Thomas was saying, you can take Magna if you're running a swarm because she is pretty good in this swarm. Mm-hmm. Being able to evade or you know coordinate onto a focus so that Black Squadron A's can pick up the crate or can claim yeah. a, claim a objective and then cool. All of my ships have mods. Take fourteen dice. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, well, I'm going to round out the conversation here by talking about uh, the Battle of the Aventides. Uh, we're going to start with Backstabber here. So Backstabber says, uh, while you perform a pr- primary attack, if a friendly Darth Vader or Mauler missile is in your side arc at range 0 to 1, uh, roll an additional attack die. So it's kind of very thematic. You're create, recreating uh, the trench run scene from uh, episode four. You know, you got your, your your wingmen next to each other, and they're they're flying together. Uh, he's got four holes, so a little bit beefier than your standard five fighter, um, and he's clocking in at four points. And he's got crack shot, disciplined, and afterburners. And then his counterpart, Mauler Mithil, also has four hole. Um, same ability, but you know, with backstabber instead of Mauler missile and the uh, and the ability. Uh, and he's got predator and afterburners and Mauler missile battle of the Aventai is clocking in at three points. Both are very good. They don't feel. I've played with Mauler a couple times, and Mauler does not feel like a Tie Fighter. He feels like a completely different ship. Um, both are very good. If you, you know, if you're taking Mahler Battle of Yavin, then hopefully you have a Vader. Um, if you don't really want to go for Vader, uh, which would be kind of shocking, uh, but if you don't want to go for Vader, uh, you're going to stick Backstabber in there. Or if you don't want Vader, you know, like handcuffed to Mahler, uh, then you can take Backstabber and they'll just hang out together and be best friends. Yeah. I, you know, I might have to disagree with you on this one, Dallin. I, the list I ran against you, I did not have Vader or Backstabber, and I still brought Battle of Yavin Mahler. And I I don't know if I'll ever go back to custom Mahler, even if he's on his own and his pilot ability for Battle of Yavin is useless. Oh sure. You know, it's it's you get an extra, you get a hull upgrade, predator, and afterburners, which is, you know, what six point extended hull upgrade, three point predator, and it's, eight point afterburners. Oh, yeah, Seventeen yeah. loadout, yeah. Seventeen loadout. And custom mauler, you get an extra die at range one, four die four die range one primary, very good, but you have four loadout, talent, and cannon slot. So you can take Jamming Beam, or you can take Elusive, Crack Shot, Trick Shot, which Crack Shot, 
range one mauler can be a cool you know a cool one shot you're leading up to but having afterburners having the hull upgrade yeah predators just icing on the cake like i just, yeah. i just think battle of yavin mauler mithler mauler mithel period by himself no you know no pilot ability is just a better pick Absolutely. I agree with you here, Thomas. I think that whole upgrade is invaluable. You just get the extra health on a three agility ship. Sure, you're getting less offense, but you arguably should be putting out more dice overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're definitely not taking him before certain ships. Like, again, the bombers, we keep touching on them, but you're definitely probably not taking him before a Tomax or before a major rhymer, right? Just because you you get more value out of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'll uh, I can I can see that the extra health is nice for sure. Uh, personally, I'd probably take a look at one of the infernos at three points, or even like Laurier at add three points uh with the sensitive controls and the trick shot but that's because i'm more of a raw like dice sort of guy so yeah i know that an argument can be made that you know roll as many two dice shots as you want you're getting one hit and an eyeball and i'm rolling one evade you know you have more dice you're you're more likely to get a a hit through just off of sheer numbers so i i can i definitely see your side of it yeah, and uh, my, you know, you did you did fly Mauler that game, but I honestly could not tell you whether or not Mauler did anything that game. <laughs> he took and, and that just four hits yeah. instead of three. True, <laughs> he did take four damage instead of three. This is very true. I had um, I had four ships that did a five straight round one, and three of them boosted. Because I had I had Volt Scaris, Juno with the boost, and Mauler Mithil Afterburners. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh and then finally, uh oh, any any final thoughts on, on the boys? Uh really fast, actually I do have one final thought, and that is on Backstabber. Um uh, Crackshot's really good on him. And the disciplines can be like scarily good sometimes too, especially if you are sticking him in like a named heavy list. Uh, he's gonna get shot at, right? But crack shots, he he can get uh, if you line it up right. You know, you can get a four die range one crack shot shot into somebody, mm-hmm. uh, which is nasty. Uh, backstabber should not be overlooked uh, if you're considering running one of the boys, especially. Especially. So, uh, any final thoughts, Josh, about the boys? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, I, I, I think they're gr- amazing with Vader or with each other, right? I think on their yeah. own, I still think they're very viable on their own, especially Mauler, but. That's more because he's in initiative five and can peel tokens off for your lower initiative ships. True. Yeah. That that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. But that is very true. Uh he can 
you know, if he gets two hits, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to take two damage. So he can peel some tokens. I, I think he's a great peeler without the other people. And Predator just helps in Afterburners. Just helps to peel tokens, even if he's not doing damage. That's my thoughts on on Boy Mauler. I think I don't think you take Boy Backstabber without having Mauler or Vader in your list. Yeah. Just at these four points. Yeah. Um, specifically Mauler. I don't I think if the points are working out to where you have Vader and not Mauler already in the list, then something has gone wrong. You know? Does that yep. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Upgrade upgrade another ship and bring Mauler instead. Right. Uh, finally, I just want to touch on Hellrunner and Moff Gideon. Uh, Moff Gideon got reduced to the Shadow Realm for a very good reason. Uh, I think he was pretty busted. I started playing him the end of the points update, um, and being able to, like, do the cloaking device shenanigans on him was really dumb. Uh, for those who don't know, Cloaking device does not specify if you fail a decloak, you have to get rid of your cloak token. Um, and so you can do the funny thing of, oh, oh no, I rolled the focus. Okay, I'll decloak onto a rock, and that decloak fails, so I keep my cloak token. Um, five dice. And then, yeah, five dice. I've got five dice. Um, and he evades pretty much every turn. But the whole point of Moth is to deny your opponent modifications. Um, it's a word soup in his pilot ability, but essentially what you do is you, uh, if somebody's performing an attack at range one of the, uh, of the defender, they can gain a strain token. As long as Moth is close by, they can gain a strain token to prevent mods from happening uh, for, on the defender's defense dice. That is the very, that is as simplified as I can make his ability. It is very much a paragraph. Um, but it, hey, guess what? That's really good when you can have your, you know, Battle of Yavin, Darth Vader, roll up, range one, four dice, and I'll strain myself to uh, make sure you can't modify it. Your this oh. uh, four damage oh. coming at you, and he just he makes any dice hit hard. I mean, I, your your blast squadron ace rolls up and rolls two hits, and accidentally your opponent rolls through two focuses, and you're like, oh, you took two damage from a two point ship. Yep, and it just feels uh, bad. Again, going back to uh, Padme, Midnight, these ships that deny modifications, super duper good there's not a world where denying modifications on dice is not going to be good especially against like force users uh token heavy lists it's it's obscenely good and moff gideon you know there's a reason he was banished in shadow realm he's got eight points now of loadout uh which i think is the same as before uh but yep. Cloaking device got nerfed to eight points. So if you are taking Moff Gideon, I think you still take the cloaking device. But 
just be careful uh, with him. Otherwise, Moth is okay. Uh, again, I think if you're running a very ace-heavy list, I think that's where you might consider putting Moth in. Um, granted, when I say ace-heavy, I mean like the five-point, four-point aces. Um, yeah. And then Power Runner, uh, her ability is very good if you are running a tie sword. Uh, she can let friendlies at range zero to one to, of her re-roll one attack die when they shoot. Uh, when they shoot a primary, I should clarify that. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good with uh, the Battle of Yavin guys. And yeah, that's who I wanted to talk about. You guys have any uh, thoughts about Owl and Moff Gideon? I just think that it is, you know, it, it's wonderful to be in a state of X-Wing where you can take five T-70s or you could take five four-point TIE Fighters. <laughs> and those lists are worlds apart. Yeah. It, it is interesting. We live in a society. <laughs> no, Goodness. I... uh. I think the TIE Fighter is very, it, it, it's a very versatile ship. You can get a lot out of the chassis. Go buy Empire Starter Pack. Go buy 15 TIE Fighters. Fly 12 pieces in Battle of Yavin. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> and have a good time. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for um, our Empire Breakdown. We got about 10 minutes left in the cast. So unfortunately, I don't know if we can get to our lists. Uh, we can try or we can just uh, do like a summary of our thoughts of where we think the Empire is. Let's just talk about where we think the Empire is. Okay, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Josh, let's start with you then. Where do you think the Empire is competitively? Um. I think the Empire competitively is where it always is. First or second. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I think the plethora of ships and pilots they have means you'll always be find something that is either counter meta or meta. Um, Darth Vader is good in any iteration. We talked about that. Crew, any of the pilots. Defender Vader is arguably the worst choice you can take, but any list that involves Darth Vader is going to be doing all right. Yeah. The fact that you're... Interceptors went down points. You have bombers now. I mean, TIE fighters, even though they got a little, they're not as great because everything else went down in points other than, you know, most of the TIE fighters, which only went up in points, are still good because you can spam Black Squadron Aces if you really need to to pad out your list. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. you should most of the time be hitting five, if not six ships if you're flying Empire. Yeah. So I, th I think they're very good, very strong position. Yeah, you know, and, and to go along with that, I I would say six ship minimum for Empire. I think you either you have to be very confident in your flying abilities if you're not taking at least six ships in the Empire to manage objectives and have good board control. And you know, if you only got four or five ships that no shields 
you know, losing losing a ship really hurts. And it's you know, you, at that point, go fly rebels, get some goofy stuff going on. You got Republic with a lot of you know these these higher initiative aces you can get with Anakin or with with um, Obi Wan things like that. Um, I do think one thing that the Empire is very is just benefiting from right now is I think it's it's got some of the best pilots slash chassis of its point class. Tomax Bren for three points. You know, Soontir fell for five points. Darth Vader for six points. You know, you can take you you can take two initiative six aces, Soontir fell and Darth Vader, and you can have nine points to spare. That's very strong compared to Separatist, who if they want to run two initiative six, they're taking what eight points for Django and five points for Sunfac. Yep, you're looking at 13 points with seven points left over. Yeah, and even, you know, and, and Rebels, you got five-point wedge, and then you're taking, what, Han Solo? I'm not even, I'm not sure all of the initiative sixes they have, but... You can, you can take Hera in the A-Wing, so you're spending nine points. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you, you can do that. I, I just think, bang for buck, I think Empire has the best aces. I think Empire has some of the best pilots for their point cost. I think the Empire also, to go along with that, has a plethora of cheap, good Initiative 5 pilots. You mentioned Tomax, you got the Juno and Merrick in the X1, you got Mauler in the TIE Fighter. There's a ton of Initiative 5s so who are all very viable as well. Uh, Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Volt Scarus. Yep. Yeah. It's a good time. No. Yeah. I, to. Um, I think, Josh, you kind of hit it right on the money. I think Empire's probably looking at number uh, number two or number three in, in my like faction ranking in my head. Uh, I, I feel more confident with saying number two. Empire performs regardless of points. They're are a lot of Empire players, so obviously, you know, that number is going to be a little skewed, uh, but Empire has some of the most consistent damage dealers in the game. Um, they have very consistent pilots. Uh, granted, you know, like you guys were talking about, you, you're essentially flying coffins, um, so don't be surprised when your ship goes down, which I need to get used to that uh, flood, you know, starting to dabble back in the Empire. Um, set random crits and weird things happening certainly does happen with playing in the Empire. Um, but I think, you know, Thomas, you hit it right on the money. I think also that having six ships minimum is probably going to be your good starting point there. Uh, you know, like uh, and to go along with that, putting Vader in the list somewhere is probably where you want to go. Uh, we might start seeing five ship Empire. You know, the, the bomber block is certainly popular. And they're taking up 10 points, so I don't know what you're doing with the rest of the 10, but uh, I think it's what like Vader and 
Vader in two pieces. Two pieces, yeah. You can oh, always you get go. six ships in the Empire. Nothing is stopping you. Yeah. It, it's Girl, beautiful man. when you lose half your list and your opponent only scored seven VPs off of it. <laughs> that happened to Dallin today. He didn't know what to think. He killed half my list and he was like, oh, how many points was that? I'm like, yeah, it was just seven. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Empire can do that, and it feels bad when you're playing against it. Like I play a lot of steps, and it's it's the same thing. It's just a beautiful thing just to not care about half your list dying. Yeah, and uh, I think overall the big takeaway from today is ban pieces. When in doubt, turn something into two pieces. Yep, four equals two plus two. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I, I will say, I have a feeling. You know, I think I think Empire has, I think with the points update, there's a lot of glittering new choices for Empire that I think are going to be the standard go tos we see, Tomax, things like that. You know, the the, yeah. the Juno Merrick. But I have a feeling that there is a hidden gem in the Empire. Like a list is going to show up that is going to be an amalgamation of pilots that no one really thinks about and is going to perform well and i want to find it i feel like with all these with with all the chassis there's got to be some kind of interaction i can pull that is surprisingly effective yeah i i agree i think there's the the empire players are mining right now and they're getting very very close to striking gold yeah uh Granted, that's probably going to be the case with the majority of the factions. I think Rebels have already found their goal. Um, so right now, it's and eh, arguably Republic too. But it's just a matter of time. Yeah, go, we'll go ahead yeah. and uh, we we can go ahead and put the links to the lists that we've created in the uh, description of the podcast. So you can kind of see what we've been brewing and what we think are going to be really you know really effective tournament lists mm -hmm. um newsflash a lot of vader yeah well i think we we all built a list out like independently and then we all opened each other's list and went oh we all put the exact same vader in the <laughs> and i think he was probably list. the first piece we all put in the list too correct yeah yeah that is that is right um but that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Loose Stabilizer podcast. Um, go ahead and comment down below what faction you would like us to talk about next. Um, we're going to kind of we're going to put a poll up on uh, Spotify. Uh, we're going to try to get this out on more platforms so that more of you guys can can listen to the podcast. Um, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. I'm Dallin. I'm Thomas. And I'm Josh. This has been episode five. Be sure to repair those crits and we'll see you next time. Later. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi here. Reminding you all to tune in every Thursday to listen to new episodes of the Loose Stabilizer podcast. And may the force be with you.